The Neverland Podcast, Episode 63. Welcome to Neverland! I can start at the right and start until morning. Again, it is I, I am the Pan, also known as Spider-Pan Jeremy. I am here to once again fly with you to Neverland, but we're not going alone. Guess who came along for the ride? I know, I know. Do you? Do you? Yes, I do. (laughs) It's Lost Boy Jesse, or as we like to call him, the Disney Duck. Also known as Lost Boy Yensed Goof. Oh, do I need to update your, your Lost Boy nickname? We need to update my Lost Boy nickname. Well, make sure you send that to me so I'll, I'll update it on the website. Because, I, yeah, I pretty much gave him the nickname of a Disney Duck mainly because he's a Disney fan and he's a duck from Oregon, you know. <laughs> the team that didn't win the championship, unfortunately. Yes, I'm still in tears over that. Uh, my other my other handle, Yensid Goof, is Yensid is Disney backwards, was right. the name of the Sorcerer and the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, Goof is my personality and my um, favorite character, also Goofy. Uh, but anyways, we need to get going off here to Neverland here. So I gotta remind everybody, get your pixie out your pocket. I hope you've been keeping her nice and happy because if an unhappy pixie will likely fly you somewhere other than Neverland it's probably somewhere you don't want to go. Pixies are pretty wily, you know. So, but we need to get our pixies out there, get some of that pixie dust. Let's Let's get our happy thoughts and let's go off to Neverland. And we've got a few reminders. Jesse, if you wanted to email us, do you know how you could email us? Um, would that be through podcast at neverlandpodcast.com? That is correct, sir. In fact, Yay! <laughs> and then, of course, twitter.com slash neverlandpodcast. Would you like them to tweet us exactly when they're hearing the show so they can tell us what they think about the show? Wouldn't that be awesome? Tweet right now. Right Wait. now that you heard this little tag. Exactly. Tweet to us. Also, Facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. You can find the like page. Uh, We also do have a group, which the group is a little bit more easy to get actual interactions because Facebook is a little funny anymore with like pages, so you might not necessarily see everything we post there. But the group, at least, uh, you should be able to find everything a little better. Uh, Best way I know of to get to the group is at NeverlandPodcast.com. On the right side, I do have a little link there that talks about joining the Neverlanders, which is not to be confused with a large prompt that says Neverlanders with an exclamation point, which is where you can find all about joining the Neverlanders and becoming a Lost Boy or Pixie. And Jesse, do you know why girls are Pixies and not Lost Girls? No, no, I do not. Because girls are too clever to get lost. They're not clever. They just ask for directions. That might be part of it, but that's actually something that's in the book. Girls are far too clever. They don't get lost. But we have plenty of room for pixies. We like pixies. So all of our lady friends get to become pixies, but you have to choose a nickname that is somehow descriptive of you. So, and then just email that podcast at neverlandpodcast.com and we will add you to the official list of Neverlanders and you must pledge to never grow up. You can grow wise, grow strong, but never grow up. But you know what? You can leave a voicemail for us. And what is that number, Jesse? 
That is area code 816-226-6492. Leave us a fun voicemail and we will play it on the show provided you keep it clean and fun. <laughs> I do have final say on those. So far, you know, we have had fun ones. It's been a while since we've gotten a good voicemail. Letter. We need some voicemail. We want to hear from you. So after you finish tweeting us, call us. Yes, and then come on Facebook and talk to us there too. Okay, well, I think we better get started with a little Disney Park news. This is Gary Gnu, and the No Gnu's is Good Gnu Show, the only TV Gnu's program guaranteed to contain no Gnu's whatsoever. Neverland News from the Disney Parks. Well, okay, so everybody has already been hearing about this Star Wars Day coming to the Disney Cruise Line in 2016, right? Woohoo! Yes, and uh, you can help people out with getting booking up that cruise, couldn't you, Jesse? Yes, I can. And uh, now they can't just go straight to the website with Up and Up Travel to, to find you specifically. They need to email you directly. Email me directly. I have my own page on Facebook. Um, just look for Jesse Stevenson Up and Up Travel. You will find me there. Uh, there is a link to my site on Up and Up Travel as well. And then, of course, you can help them out with all their cruise needs. But there's some definite times to go. Now, Jesse, I think you told me that you found the actual dates for the Star Wars days. Now, let's, before we get to the dates, let's tell everyone what's going on so we can get, get them excited. Oh, well, I'm sure they're already excited. <laughs> it's Star Wars on the cruise ship. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there was some new information released on the Disney Parks blog. But uh, they're calling it force-filled fun for everyone. Darth Vader, Chewbacca, Boba Fett, Stormtroopers, and other characters from across the Star Wars galaxy is going to be on board, and they're going to have scheduled meet-and-greets as well. So they're going to be roaming on the deck and elsewhere around the ship. And so you, you can actually even, you are encouraged, by the way, to dress up in your own costume. So there's some cosplay, and I'm sure that's some great chance for some good photo ops. Hey, hey, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. What? How, so if we're on a cruise ship. We're in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. How many slave players think we'll see? Uh, I don't know. A lot, maybe. You're hanging around the pool. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how comfortable that would be to swim in because that's made out of metal, wouldn't it, Rust? At least sink. Oh, they might. Well, hey, that just gives you excuse to dive in and save them. You're single. There you go. You see, if you see a girl in a slave lady bikini and the metal is weighing her down to the bottom, Jesse will personally dive in that pool, bring you out, and save you, give you mouth to mouth as much as you need. Hello! <laughs> That's the benefit of being single, Jesse. Benefit of being single. If I tried that one, I'd probably, you know, somebody would have to come and rescue me because Heather would have to kill me. It's good to be to Jesse. It's good to be to Jesse. And it's good to be demarried as well, though. I do enjoy the married. There's going to be a shipboard version of the Jedi Training Academy experience. Uh, I the, here's the thing, you know, you, they already did on some of the cruise ships. They had the Avengers type of thing that only a kid could do, and they would have at least one evening. I guess the parents were allowed in to come and check it out. I was kind of disappointed that only a kid would be allowed because I'm not. I'm a big kid, and I would love to just go and play the Avengers area. But I wonder if it's going to be similar here because they're inviting young Jedi hopefuls, of course, Padawans. And you get to learn how to do the lightsaber moves from a Jedi Master. And then you can use the Force and face off in a final test against Darth Vader. It's kind of sad that it's the kids only. The adults don't get to play. 
Well, it's it's just like it's, it's the same way at Disneyland and at Disney Hollywood Studio. Yeah. Where is it? Is it going to be this very similar stage show where the kids do partake? And yes, adults are not allowed to join in. <sighs> Even if we really want to. But there's going to be the most Isley canti- uh, Cantina, so that's there's that. <laughs> that is, yes. In the evening, adults entering the nightclub will feel like they stepped into the most Isley Cantina scene. Characters and cantina music set the mood as Star Wars-themed specialty cocktails are served. Now, I wonder if that means they're going to have like live music, though. Uh, I believe probably a DJ... Is Probably, my, yeah. Uh, possibly some live music. I'm kind of envisioning what they do at California Adventure with the Mad Tea Party or the uh, currently the Freeze the Night show, where it's kind of a DJ's slash live band um, party feel up on the put this beyond the uh, ship ship deck. Probably. Something to that degree. Hopefully, though, the DJ will also be dressed in costume. And yeah, I would, I would love to have somebody dressed as Max Rebo or something. Would be so cool. <laughs> if it's anything like it is at um, California Adventure or during the Star Wars um, weekends at Disney Hollywood Studio, they'll be in costume. It'll be awesome. It will be amazing. Well, how good are you at trivia? Depends on the topic. Well, how about a Star Wars trivia? I could hold my own on the first three movies. <laughs> That's well, for six people. There's going to be friendly competition during you know, during a Star Wars trivia game. They're going to cover fun facts from both the film and the television sagas. Now, uh, okay, here's kind of a fun story. Uh, I have a DVD, Trivial Pursuit of Star Wars. You know, uh, got to play it, I think, once, maybe twice. Heather will not play it with me anymore because she can't beat me. Because <laughs> I know all this Star Wars trivia. I've forgotten more stuff than I remember of Star Wars trivia. And Heather gets mad at me when I know these obscure background characters. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't play with me. She doesn't want to play with me unless she's going to win. <laughs> she's very competitive. Now, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you my fun cruise line story real fast because it's kind of topical. Um, Ten years ago, eleven years ago, me and my family went on a Disney cruise to the Caribbean. And they had a um, family Disney trivia day. Um, my, I was kind of I was by myself, and I beat all the families. Woo-hoo. I got fourteen out of fifteen questions right. Nice. And I'm mad I missed that one. <laughs> but I got which one you missed. Metal. Oh, cool. Do you remember what question you missed? Not a clue. <laughs> it wasn't worth remembering. I let it go. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I had to get that in there somewhere. Well, you know, for the younglings, also there's going to be Star Wars themed arts and crafts, games and activities, and it's going to be offered throughout the day in the Oceaneer Club and Oceaneer Lab or Oceaneer Lab Youth Clubs. Uh, and, so- and that's like you're talking about with the, event, the Avengers thing earlier. That's the exact same thing they did there. Ah, except for it'll be Star Wars, which is definitely just as cool, if not cooler, than an Avengers thing. Absolutely. Okay, now here's something fun. Uh, of course, you know, I've only ever flown anywhere. I've never been on a cruise, but it's always fun to have that in-flight movie because sometimes you get to see a movie that's actually in theaters, which uh, I actually got to see Monsters vs. Aliens as uh, an in-flight movie. So, But you get to watch the first six Star Wars films and follow Darth Vader, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Luke, and Leia along their epic journey while you're on the cruise. 
it. So you can, you know, even though I know you've seen the movies before, you could watch it on a cruise and say, not only have I seen these movies, but I watched it on a cruise ship. You'd probably be on like a huge screen. You could probably be in the pool while you watch it. You know, there's so many things. No, no, Jeremy, they have an actual movie theater on board. Awesome. They they, they show Disney movies on every cruise that you go on. Cool. Uh, it, it varies by what's been released. I know a couple years ago they actually showed the Captain America on opening night on the cruise ship. Wow! So and uh, and like everything else with cruises, it's it's inclusive. As long as you're able to get in the theater, you get to watch it. Awesome! But uh, I have seen that they do have a big screen around uh, like the pool area, so it would actually be kind of awesome if you're having like a. You ever heard of uh, having a dive in? Mm-hmm. Where you actually have the pool and they have the food and stuff there, and they have a big screen where they show the movie while you're hanging around in the pools and stuff like that. And I I'm wouldn't sure be surprised if they wouldn't do that. Use those screens, I'm sure, during the um, the parties, the cantina party that we're talking about. Oh yeah, could it be all kinds of fun? <laughs> They're also going to be showing episodes of Star Wars Rebels, and that'll be great for the kids. You know, I have to admit, I hey Jeremy, I have cable. You have cable. I have cable. Oh my gosh! Have you been watching Star Wars Rebels now? I have yet to see Star Wars ca- uh, Rebels. Oh my! Well, you know what? Disney XD's been showing a lot of the old episodes. They like to repeat them over the weekends. I have on demand. I have access to that. There you go. Get on it, dude. You got to check this out. This has been a really great show. And of course. Uh, on each of the special sailings, celebrities and insiders from the Star Wars galaxy will share their experience, meet fans, and sign autographs. Now, I don't know what celebrities or anything, but you know, Disney has pretty good access. I mean, they've had Mark Hamill show up at Star Wars weekends. Ray Park always seems to like to show up at Star Wars weekends, so I would not be surprised if at least Ray Park is on one of these cruises. Also, oh good, this is going to be fun, a Star Wars deck party and fireworks. Uh, and it's going to have a, you know music, dancing, games. Uh, there's Star Wars characters are going to converge on the deck for a celebration of the Star Wars saga. And there's going to be a show featuring special effects and guest participation. And then, of course, going with uh, a huge pyrotechnic lighting sound effect laser show uh, was, of course, themed to Star Wars music. Now, how fun is that? That sounds epic. If you do want to go on to the Star Wars Day cruise, you have eight opportunities. The first cruise will take out, leave out Port Canaveral on January 9th, 2016. The next sailing will be the January 23rd, February 6th, February 20th, March 5th, March 19th, April 2nd, and April 16th. So basically every other week. Yeah. Seven night cruise. Um, you leave out Port, Can- Port Canaveral. You have Ports of Call in Cozumel, Grand Cayman, the Cayman Islands, and Disney's own exclusive Castaway Key. Ooh. Now, Jeremy, have you ever cruised? Nope. I've, I've been on two cruises, and I'm ready to go on many, many more. It is some of the best food you will ever eat. And it's of course, awesome. it's all included in your package with the cruise, with the food on a Disney cruise, I believe, isn't it? Except for alcohol. Of course. Of course. Alcohol's never free. <laughs> but That's okay. I don't drink anyway. If you like lobster tail, you can have lobster tail. Never ate it. Uh, they have at, usually at least one midnight chocolate <laughs> buffet. Chocolate buffet. I could just imagine having like a chocolate fountain and all kinds of different fruit to dip through it or peanuts or maybe 
caramel candies to kind of run through some chocolate. Don't forget the chocolate mousse. Mm-hmm. Chocolate cake, chocolate pie. Chocolate pudding. Probably have chocolate pudding. Brownies with chocolate ice cream on top with covered in chocolate syrup. We sound like Anna and Elsa now. <laughs> oh, my. Well, we better just let that one go. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, guess what? We have Marvel news. He's a salty, over-funky, kind of hokey superhero. Artsy-twisted and electrically transistored superhero. And exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Superpowered from the forehead to the toes. Watch them change their very shape before you know. Now, many people have already heard that Howard the Duck is making a return to the comic books. It's been a while since he's been published in his own book. He's kind of normally just pops up here and there. We all know he exists, even if we don't see him published in any fashion for a long time. Well, because everybody's talking about him again, and after Guardians of the Galaxy, he had a really great cameo being voiced by Seth Green. Uh, this might be also a hopeful that you know he might be popping up again in some Guardians movies. Maybe Howard will get his own movie again that will be a lot better than the previous one. Although, when I was a kid, I liked the previous movie. It was, it was kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> you, you watch know, it later, I- you realize it's not a great movie, but it's still fun. As a kid, a great double feature was Howard the Duck and Little Shop of Horrors. There you go. Although Little Shop of Horrors is definitely much, much better. <laughs> but, but it was fun, fun double feature on HBO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, he's going to be a private detective in Howard the Duck number one, which is due out March 11th. It's being written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Joe Kinones. I'm probably getting their names completely wrong, but I'm, I hope they will forgive me for that. Uh, that was crazy for your excellent pronunciation. Yeah, I you know I do the best I can. Uh, well, on Marvel.com though, there was a nice preview page, had kind of a splash page of some of the artwork. The artwork looks really good, and it's very it's kind of done in a very comical sense, and it does show that they are interacting with Rocket Raccoon here. So, the, you know, a lot of cameo characters probably popping up in there. Uh, that's definitely slated on something I'm going to pick up. I have been picking up. Marvel's been doing a great job with the Star Wars franchise. They've now got two issues of the Star Wars comics, which they are great. They they really captured the feel of Star Wars. Also, the uh, Darth Vader comic came out last week, and I tell you what, that is excellent, and it ties right in with the Star Wars comics. The Darth Vader, though, is going to be just a limited series, and they're also going to start very soon that Princess Leia series. So I tell you what, you need to be going and checking out things in the comic shop. If you're a Disney fan and you love Star Wars, uh, you need to go check out some of the stuff that Marvel is putting out now. It's just awesome. You know, it's, it's not Star Wars, but I need to get invested into the Thunder Mountain series. Yeah, big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh, I got a thing in a comic shop actually that this past week. Uh, it's kind of a little postcard, sort of little ad, and it does say that it's going to be on sale in March. I just don't know the specific day in March, but it could be March 11th as well. So either way, just get into a comic shop on March 11th. Oh, uh, I've got a really cool quote here. I actually found uh, on Superhero Hype. 
Uh, they actually got this quote from Empire, which is a magazine. I believe they have an online website. But it's a quote from Robert Downey Jr. And he kind of teases some different things of what we might expect to see with Captain America Civil War. And this is him uh, quoting Robert Downey Jr. right here. The main thing to me is, and this is where I think the Russos are quite brilliant and where Kevin backed the play, is what sort of incident could occur and what sort of framework could we find Tony in. The clues are in Ultron about where we find Tony next, but what would it take for Tony to completely turn around everything he stood for, quote-unquote, because he was the right-wing guy who could still do his own thing? There's always the bigger overarching question that Josh brings up all the time. It's kind of weird that these guys would have all these throwdowns all over planet Earth, and it looked a little it looked a little collateral damage happened over there, and yet when the movie's over, it's like nobody minds. Well, you have to figure, were you to ask the question, what would the American government do if this were real, wouldn't it be interesting to see Tony doing something you wouldn't imagine? Now, how this would tie in with, like, Civil War is in the Marvel Universe, in the comics with the Civil War, it was, you know, all these superpowered people are running around and having these battles, and yeah, there's going to be collateral damage, or what happens when something goes wrong? The Civil War in the comics was set off when there's a reality show who's following some kind of, uh, you know, kind of a rookie superhero team, and and, uh, a mutant named Nitro detonates himself near a school, which he would not have detonated himself had he not been confronted by these reality show heroes. Uh, and, of course, it wipes out the school and it kills all these kids. And that's what started the Civil War. There's a registration act that, that Tony Stark gets behind to have heroes have to register their, their identities with S.H.I.E.L.D. and receive training. And so they would could be licensed to practice as a, as a superhero. So it could be regulated. Which the, the problem with that is that not only are you, you know, maybe it's a good idea to try to train everybody, but the backside of that is, well, what are you going to do with everybody who doesn't want to give away their secret identity? Now you've criminalized them, and it creates this huge problem. So the things that he brings up here, talking about collateral damages that may be happening, and what would actually the government's response be in a real-world situation? Like, you know, like say in the Avengers movie, New York kind of got trashed. And I do sometimes, I think about that when I watch the Avengers movie. I've seen it, I don't even know how many times now. But so much damage gets done, I'm like, wow, somebody has to clean up this mess. And it's some of the great things that was brought around in the Incredibles film. Like, okay, well, what if somebody gets injured in the process of you trying to stop the train from falling over the side or all the damage? What if somebody gets too happy and the government now has to pay for it? So it seems like we might be getting an angle of where they're coming from for the Civil War movie that, you know, with collateral damage and stuff like that and he mentions something that there's there's clues in the uh, age of ultron that maybe something comes around so maybe that's we'll see some things that might lend itself towards the civil war and of course as we now also know spider-man is going to be in that movie i supposedly yeah they got the rights so yes figure that he will mm-hmm. that is have- actually part of the agreement is they, they're putting him in that one that's the least amount. Hopefully he'll be popping up in those future Avengers movies. I would love to see that. But we know he is confirmed for Civil War, along with Black Panther's first appearance in the Marvel Universe. It's going to be awesome. But, you know, the, the thing I like about what Marvel is doing is we know where they're going. Right. And so we can kind of see them lay the groundwork as we go. I mean, they've done it before with um, Winter Soldier and Age of the Shield. And they're just laying the groundwork. You, you need to see this to layer onto this to have a better understanding of this. Mm-hmm. And that's been the beauty of the entire Agent Carter series is to see 
well, what was kind of the spawn, the beginning of the entire Marvel Universe. Yeah, with S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm hoping we get a little bit further. I, I hope uh, Agent Carter comes back for a second season, as, and as we go on, we get a little closer to the foundation of S.H.I.E.L.D., because right now we do have the SSR, which is the early version of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, so seeing that develop, and I would I would really love to see more of the Howling Commandos, too, because it was, it was great having them pop up a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but we only, we're only we seven episodes of eight, and it was only planned for an eight-episode run. I hope they pick it up for another run. Yeah. But I think they will. It's really gone very well. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that we will see Agent Carter again. From a fan point, it's gone very well. Unfortunately, the ratings aren't what they wanted it to be. Well, we'll see how things work out. I know. I'm playing Debbie Downer here, but yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm trying to be make everyone aware we probably won't see more of it. But we'll hope for some. Oh, I'm hoping. I am hoping. I am loving this. Yeah, this has really been a lot of fun. And, uh, well, we have another quote, though, from Robert Downey Jr., because uh, he was kind of asked if, if Iron Man's going to be like the bad guy. Uh, in the Civil War, because uh, if if you're coming at the Civil War from Captain America's point of view, it really was in the comics. It was Captain America versus Iron Man, and so if you're coming completely from Captain America's point of view, Iron Man would seem kind of the antagonist. Doesn't mean that Iron Man is doing anything really wrong. Uh, he's standing up for something he believes in, and he's not doing anything villainous. But it is a very much opposed to what Captain America's views on the situation were. It was two opposing views. But uh, Robert Downey Jr. does have a quote here, also from Empire, and he says, I wouldn't put it that way. Ultimately, it's Steve's story. It doesn't say Iron Man 4 Civil War, and I think that's great, too. I think Chris Evans has been hungry to bring even more of an underside and some shadow to that. I remember the comics. On the surface, you got the sense the cap was baseball and apple pie, but underneath, there was all this churning stuff of being a man out of time. Now we know he's made his peace with that. Well, what's the bigger issue? It can have a little something to do with the past, but it can also be about someone becoming more modernized in their own conflict. And that's the end of the quote. So, you know, maybe some inner turmoil from Cap could be kind of the big thing. You've got Iron Man, who's going to be kind of an antagonist, but but Cap could be his own antagonist in his own way because he's trying to deal with... uh, you know, being you know modern times and how how we we picture things and how we deal with things in a modern time compared to how it used to be. So, correct. He, he, he's now what seventy, almost eighty. By the time these movies come out, almost eighty years. Mm, yeah, something like that. He's <laughs> he's an old bugger. He, well, he's an old bugger. Yeah. And, but the thing is, again, this is me being the Debbie Downer, and I'm sorry for this. But you need to take it with a kind of a grain of salt because these movies are still five, six, seven years away. We don't have scripts. Right. We have a concept, and he's speaking on the concept. We don't know the full script. We don't know the full story, what they're going to do exactly to make it happen. Although somewhere I'm sure in the Marvel House of Ideas, they do have it all planned out, but they're not going to let us know because we, they don't want to spoil it for us, for one. So, But they'll keep it under their hat until it's time. Exactly. It's on a need-to-know basis. And right now we don't need to know, need but boy, we want to. But we don't get to. Yeah. But I'm patient. It took yep. it took a long time just to get a good Spider-Man movie out. Uh, so I am, I'm, I'm quite patient. Have they? Yeah. It, it, it took a long time. I mean, uh, 
we could go and uh, we could do an entire episode on uh, the '90s where uh, we were. You know, they used to have inside the Marvel comics. They had Stan soapbox, and uh, they had a whole page where you'd, they'd let you know what's going on inside the Marvel bullpen. And Stan used to tell us all the times all the deals he was working on and getting all these movies going. And there was a misfire of a Fantastic Four movie that's quite famous. And uh, boy, trying to get Spider-Man onto the big screen to get him as good as it was with uh, the old Tobey Maguire movies. Boy, that was a long time coming. And so you just had to be patient and wait for a lot of these movies to come around. And now we have this full cinematic universe and Spidey finally coming into it now. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming, getting this far to where we have Avengers movies and everything. So, just enjoying the ride and just continuing to be patient for the next ones coming. Just knowing that you're going to enjoy it. But speaking of people being patient and having to wait for something, I tell you what, I've never seen Deadpool as popular as he is right now. And especially now, of course, uh, he was played already by Ryan Reynolds and. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, although they really did some weird oddball stuff with Deadpool and they didn't do justice to the character. But it has been confirmed now that Colossus will be a character in the movie. But he's not going to be played by Daniel Kudmore, who has been playing Colossus over in like three films, like uh, what X-Men 2, 3, and here recently, Days of Future Past, he was there as Colossus. Well, he has tweeted that he is not playing Colossus and they're casting someone else, which pretty much tells us, oh look, Colossus is in the movie too. But it does tend to fit with the idea that they are recasting younger versions of some of the main X-Men characters that we've seen in the films. So they're probably in, uh, maybe a younger character playing Colossus. But that's about all we know. To Disney and beyond! Okay, so this next thing, moving on from our news, we have some great audio we wanted to share with you this week. This is from Friends of the Magic 2014. Way back, what was this, August? August 2014. Yes, and Jesse, you actually got to go and represent the Neverland podcast there. Yes, I did. We had our own meet and everything. Sailing Ship Columbia. I was in the Sailing Ship Columbia. (laughs) Well, I've got a nice, uh, this is a 43-minute clip, but uh, it's you and some of our podcast friends uh, going around riding some rides. Yes, this is going to be some familiar voices, uh, Scott and Tracy from Disney, Indiana. I think we'll hear Gary Chambers from the Mouse Lounge podcast. And there will be some other uh, Friends of the Magic who names slipped my mind. And I apologize profusely right now at the beginning. Well, heck, you know what? If you hear the voice of someone that you're a fan of their podcast, tweet it to us. to say, hey, I heard this person. That's awesome. If you hear your own voice, tweet us and tell us. <laughs> sure. Say, so like, hey, I didn't know you were recording us. <laughs> I hope that wasn't the case. I hope everybody kind of realized that we were going to record as much audio as we could while we were there. So, <laughs> you know, we were at a we were at a podcast meetup. There were lots of microphones. Oh yes, I'm sure everybody had some recorders going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but without any more further talk from us, uh, get get your earphones on and live the adventure. Follow around with Lost Boy Jesse and friends as they experience Disneyland. Enjoy your churro. You know, I, I know that for me, the last time I was in here was, um, I guess, April of 12, April of 2012. I didn't know when what you thought you were way back then, almost in the point five or anywhere. 
see, I've written one people who's written Superstar Limo. Yeah, I never did Superstar Limo. That was gone before I was in here the first time. Like, ah. um, I got my. I had an annual pass in 2004 and had that for about two years. But before 2004, I hadn't been in here since 1996. Well, we, we wrote it the year the park opened. And I think that was about one and only time we did write it. Well, they got Jake in here now. Mike, I have two little girls. They love it. Um, oh, so that's Mad Tea Party. I miss it. I was down here and when they had Tron, but I just I'm not a nightclub person in general. So they didn't went to a club in the park. Kind of decided to skip on that also. Well, Go play and have fun with my mindset. What was cool was they had a couple times of performance by Lazy Man, and really cool effects. The full disclosure, Tron came out when I was two, so I've never seen it, so. Ah. Also really didn't hold my interest. I hate to say how old I was Tron I was in the dolls, that's for sure. <laughs> Heck, when Star Wars came out in 77, I was uh, 22. I hadn't had my 25th birthday yet. <laughs> when, when Star Wars came out in 77, it was inconceivable for me to go see it. <laughs> That's actually the first memory I had of going to the movies and seeing Star Wars. First movie I remember seeing is E.T. Want to hear something odd? I have never seen that movie. It's a good movie. I think that you need to do a special appearance on the Morgus Man in a podcast. <laughs> I have never seen that and I have never seen Wizard of Oz, the original. Oh, now that's kind of... <laughs> And what's even worse is I've seen The Wiz multiple times. <laughs> oh, and you're going to admit to that? <laughs> I actually love the music of The Wiz, so... Beats up with four strangers and murders again. I've heard a great plot summary for Finding Nemo and excuse me right now what it was. <laughs> Basically Taken, isn't it? Like similar to the movie Taken, where the father goes out to hunt down and find his son. Well first the, the, the child's yeah. family is mass murdered. Ma mass murdered, yes. Ha, ha, ha. 
Right? Yes. Not a not a face character. Really? Yeah, it's a mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures of Jessica dressed as the redhead from Pirates? Yes.
I have I have a picture of her at home of her dressed like a stormtrooper. <laughs> A fair midriff, yeah. She could have found my other hand. Here, let me give you my business card. Neverland Podcast on my list of shows that I wish I could have time to listen to. Well, you're now appearing on one. As I'm sure I'm appearing on a few. Have you at the same time? Right, Scott? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's making guest appearances. Right, Scott? Left, Scott. Right, Scott? Left, Scott. Correct. Where are you? Knows his right from his left. Isn't that cute? Yeah. But you're also assuming I put the left speaker in the left ear and the right speaker in the right ear. Oh, yeah, now you tell me. Now I feel like a dude. <laughs> and suddenly we're all seasick. That's okay, he'll flip. You can flip the audio in post production. You can do that? Yes. That's cool. Have you ever seen that? Walt Disney World, you're going to mulch by the shears, the rock band. Yes, I have. And they noticed me recording, and I was standing in the front, and after the show was over, the lead singer, Morris, got on one side, and their uh, the guitarist on the other side, and they started singing. So don't Stop Believing? Yeah. Yeah. On the other side, like right here. Wow. <laughs> 
I actually enjoyed your performance when I was there in April 2000. I Elvis Billy, Paul Billy, that's Kurt Wall. When I met him, super nice guy. But it all happened rather organically. He was coming out of the Golden Horseshoe. Marine was with us. And we all, of course, got had to make fun of the whole thing. And we said, so I can go back for seconds. Goodbye. Billy. He looks at us and he says, Paul. Come back and Paul. And mass. And he just stopped real character and just chatted with us for a couple of minutes. He's super good. Back in the day or now? <laughs> that would be a disappointment, right? <laughs> oh, it's all about the basis of comparison. So too. Okay. <laughs> 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 
such a rigorous ride, I'm feeling quite peckish. <laughs> oh, this candy corn is making me hungry. Thank you. 
check and see how long it will take. Well then, you know, after, after coming here for like 13 years and first time I went this way and entered Tarzan and Black, and then when they opened this car up. What is the actual name of the attraction? Uh, well there's Luigi's Tires. Tomater. Oh, Tomaters. Uh, Barnyard Jamboree, I think. Jam, jamboree. Yeah, there's a, it's Junkyard Jamboree. Junkyard, that's... I've never been in Cars Land. Really? Well, um, then you should go in the front way. Front way? And get the full experience. Fine. That's why yeah, I didn't we'll find do. out about these till after. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go down uh, Route 66. Uh, so you have Mater's 
Mater's oh, Jamboree. Yeah. There yeah, it is. Mater's so Jamboree. Cool. Eight minutes. We're good. Okay. Let's away. Now, if there's an experience, because I've not been on the attraction before, should we go from the front end of the thing? Have you never been in Cars Land? I've been into Cars Land, yes. Oh, yeah. oh that's what you were referring so. to. Oh, well, we can go around the yeah, we'll go. Oh, if you've not been into Cars I've Land, not, you, never need been the, cars you need land. the full, full exposure. To cars Land.
Wait till you see it at night. It's ten times better. I'll pass. Yeah, so I just... She goes to now, did you watch all of the uh, cartoon shorts with Mater? Yes, I have. Just look on this wall over here as we go through the queue. Look on your face is really priceless. <laughs> that that jaw-dropping feeling that I had when I came to yes. the for the first time. It, it was I want to wait. I want to be near him at night when he sees it. It's, it's ten times better at night. Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to the dinner tonight. Okay. But I'm just going to meet uh, Michelle from the Dream Girls, and we're going to eat a Flows. So you'll see everything tonight. tonight. I'll be anxious to hear what you think. Yes. I, I will give her my camera if I get some charging <laughs> so she can just take pictures. I love all of this stuff from the shorts. NASCAR is awesome on so many levels. It's <laughs> Then the next group were two cars, and then the next group was one more car. So I wondered if something. That was the one they've got real license plates and then fake license plates mixed in here. <laughs> I like Torqueville. Carb County. Yeah, Rubberneck County. <laughs> Rolling stop.
six or seven different songs that he sings in the yeah. Including the elusive Ding Nam. Yes.
grab all your junk, then get on out there and enjoy the cutest little town Barbarita County. Oh no way! That's how they got the Magnetic? Hey friend! That was incredible. Said after so, beers. <laughs> what ended up happening? Just not gonna go? Yeah, this is like three Oh, it's surprisingly intense. A lot more intense than Heimlich was. Yes. That's almost as rough as Matterhorn. I don't know if, if so. Did you sit kind of in the middle, or did you sit on one? I, I was side? In the, I was in the middle. Fortunately, I was alone, so I didn't have anyone to bump into. I could see where that could be. Yeah, well, especially when there's a little bit of a weight disparity. Are you saying? Just saying, your big bone. No, you're not. You've got a good eight inches of height on Well, that was fun. That was great. It's always, you know, especially since I've never actually been to Disneyland, it's fun to kind of listen and experience uh, what it's like kind of going and being there. You know, I kind of, it's like, Calgon, take me away. You know, <laughs> you get to pretend you're there and, and you just kick back and listen. So that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing that and listening it, to those. It, it's so fun reliving my first time going into Cars Land. Yeah. That experience, especially since they just closed Luigi's Tires this past week. Yeah, we didn't go on that ride. I admit that's one of the few rides I've ever looked at. Disney and said, "Yeah, I'll pass." Oh, but this new ride, from what I saw, I only saw the one concept art. It looks pretty cool. It looks like they're going with a bumper car angle. I'll you be very excited to see what they're doing with the new Luigi's tires. You've seen more than I've seen, uh, so I need to do research that we talk about it next time. Yes, especially when we get a little closer to some opening, when we start seeing a few details when they start construction. Uh, I'm sure we'll start to figure out what sort of a ride they're, they're aiming at there. But until next week, uh, we got to remind you to keep a pixie in your pocket. And what we mean by that is to keep that positive and youthful young attitude. Here at Neverland, we're all about being young and young at heart and then sharing the good attitude that you have of that young at heart with other people. And spread a little of that pixie dust, spread a little love to some other people by just sometimes being nice and saying good morning and smiling at it. Sometimes that's all it takes. Brighten somebody's day this week and invite them to come with you to Neverland next time because we're having a lot of fun here and we like to share it with others. But uh, this is The Pan, Spider Pan signing off with... Lost Boy, Yensid Goof. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPcast and Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. 
and send email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright glue band productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license.